be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here in sunny Tempe, Arizona. Hey, we have a wonderful show here for you today. And, uh, boy, this lockout continues here with the NFL, and I'm, I'm so sorry that I always have to introduce this show with the lockout with the NFL, but the NFL and, and collegiate football is what we talk about here on VoiceAmerica.com. Uh, from Under the Helmets with Derek Kennard. We have here today, uh, the, with the, with the, Headlines of the day with Plexico, Plexico Bearers has, was released from prison in Rome, New York in his first uh, precious moments as a free man. Uh, he embraced his wife and uh, cradled his two young kids after being released from prison for serving nearly two years on a gun charge. And, you know, the, the question looms on who in the heck is going to want to take a chance with Plexico Bears? You know, you, this young man walked into a nightclub with some sweatpants on, and uh, I'm not sure if our listeners are, are familiar with firearms, but I tell you, he walked in and with a 45 uh, revolver, and, uh, and it was at the waistline of his sweatpants, and uh, that that just goes to show you that a... Uh, if you're familiar with a pair of sweatpants, you have a string that is holding your pants up, and now you got a big old 45 revolver. It's a cannon, ladies and gentlemen. That is simply a flat-out cannon. If you watch any Dirty Harry movies with Clint Eastwood in it, he has it in every one of his movies. The big 45 revolver. He walked into a nightclub with that thing in his waistband, and uh, I'm not trying to impeach this man to, to not move on with his life and have a career, but, man, what are you thinking? You're out uh, after midnight at a nightclub with a 45 revolver. Come on. Were you looking for trouble? But I tell you what, 
walking in there and uh, the thing falls or what have, what have you, whatever happened with the revolver, fell down his pants. He lucky it didn't take his leg off because I tell you, when I mentioned earlier that it's a cannon, it, it, he's very fortunate it didn't take his entire leg off and he's walking right now. So he's a very, very fortunate man. And uh, and um, even further, he's lucky it didn't hit anybody inside that nightclub that, that evening that he uh, allegedly had that revolver slip down his pants leg and shoots himself in the leg. And apparently this thing had a hair trigger and or he might have been trying to stop the thing from hitting the ground by way of uh, touching that trigger himself uh, by trying to stop the thing from going to the ground through his leg. Anyway, well, I, it's hard to to uh, psychoanalyze a young man that is, is young and full of himself and just uh, come off a Super Bowl win that year, and now he's... Uh, He's uh, served his time in prison, and now he's out. And uh, I hope, sure hope, he's learned his lesson. And uh, you know, this uh, young man is uh, will have a bright future ahead of him if he keeps uh, his trouble behind him. Uh, with that said, you know, just uh, uh, who's going to take a chance on Plesko Barris? I have no idea, but uh, uh, I know one thing: he was he he is a tremendous athlete, or was. And uh, if he's given a chance, he will uh, hopefully uh, uh, move on with his life. But, yeah, he is out of jail now, and he's uh, looking for employment. If and when this thing is uh, resolved with the lockout, uh, he will possibly be uh, selected to to come on to somebody's team. But uh, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see on that after the lockout. Now, with the lockout, with me mentioning the lockout, I'd like to say that we have the players and owners uh, return to court uh and the players urged the federal appeals court Friday to declare the lockout illegal, saying that the league had no right to impose a work stoppage that is now approaching three months with a no uh, sign of uh, a deal that will save the 2011 season. Uh, and uh, this courtroom was packed with over 200 people, including out-of-work uh, players and retirees on folding chairs brought in to uh, handle the crowd. Attorneys on both sides of, of the uh, bitter labor fight got uh, roughly 30 minutes each side to make a, to make their case. And the appeals uh, uh, centers on the lockout that began hours after months of labor talks fell apart March 11th. The players' union dissolved, and the fight ended up with the federal court. Now, you know, uh, today, that's, uh, that occurred Friday, but today we had the NFL owners seek antitrust dismissal, and the NFL owners asked the federal court in Minnesota on Monday to dismiss the players' antitrust lawsuit against the league. The filing was largely a uh, procedural matter uh, coming on the same day the league's response to the players' amended uh, complaint was due. So the U.S. District Judge Susan Richard Nelson has uh, scheduled a hearing on the the motion for September 12, which is four days after the scheduled start of the regular season, a factor that could put more pressure on the owners and players to get a deal done outside of the court. So um, hopefully 
This thing could get done because I'll tell you what, man, this is uh, this just is going way too far. And I believe uh, this thing is going to be resolved, not in the courtroom, but by cooler heads getting together outside of the courtroom is where it's going to get done. And uh, guys like Jerry Jones and uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Bowling, those guys, uh, they don't have to get together with the powerhouses of the NFL owners to to get a deal done so everybody can be happy and 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 move on with this wonderful thing that they have going with the NFL and they had a wonderful product that they put out on the field they need to take care of the players take care of the retired players and 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 move this thing along so that way Everybody is happy when they leave the courtroom and or uh, these meetings. Uh, that's what's best for everybody. So, well, with that said, you know we, we're going to move push forward and uh, and see what else we have on the agenda. We have the re, uh, report that the Packers Ring Ceremony will, will be a private affair. Now we've seen uh, other teams uh, have a public. Uh, ring ceremony at uh, the beginning of the preseason and then they go ahead and uh, give off their players their rings but the Packers are choosing to have a private ring ceremony and uh, uh, it's going to be uh, on June 16th to give the players their Super Bowl rings according to a report in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. The event will be held in a uh, atrium at at Lineboat Field and will be uh, limited to members of the, the team only. Uh, the procedure for the team only ceremony has been set. The team held the same event after the Packers' last Super Bowl won in uh, in '96. The details of the uh, of the rings are also being kept secret, even from the players. <laughs> and he said, as a team per team uh, tradition. And I tell you, this is going this is going to be neat because I tell you. There's no, there's no feeling like going to pick up your, your Super Bowl ring and your hard, uh, your hard work and and and, and efforts have gone to uh, one one goal and uh, they did it and uh, congratulations to those uh, the Green Bay Packer backers. All right, let's let's move on. We have the Bears only veterinary Nazarene remain flexible. So then the Bears are talking about keeping their their site for training camp at uh, at Olivet Nazarene, uh, and uh, that is the location of their training facility dur- uh, during uh, training camp. And that's if there is a training camp. If we don't get this thing done, it's, <laughs> we don't have to worry about about a training camp. But see, this impacts everybody. It impacts the community in which this uh, university is uh, located, and uh, uh, with those uh, four to five weeks that they're there in training camp, they they generate a, a tremendous amount of revenue in that in that small town. So uh, they, that uh, this is how the impact of the NFL uh, it just really really hurts people in a really negative light. So I hope some things get done there. 
real soon. All right. All right, the Alouettes uh, cut running back Amon Green. That's the CFL team. And uh, former NFL running back Amon Green, coincidentally from the Green Bay Packers, um, he um, showed up to training camp with a hamstring injury, and Green signed with the Montreal in March, was expected to compete for the starting job after the Alouettes allowed uh, Avon Cobra to sign with a division rival Hamilton as a free agent. Uh, Green uh, spent 12 seasons in the NFL uh, uh, just uh, rushing for 9,206 yards and 60 touchdowns. So he got some numbers there. He did, he did well in the NFL. But uh, he did not make it in the CFL. So so, well, Ahmad Green, he's still out there trying to push along and get along. Get along, little doggy. You know, it's time to get on, man. You get on with your life. Well, I sure hope he uh, move on. But uh, that is, uh, it looks like it's over with him, with the CFL. And uh, I've seen him recently, and he looked like he was in tremendous shape. And I thought he would make it. But uh, uh, apparently that hamstring injury hampered him, and it may be time to move on. You know, you have a really short stick with the as a running back in the NFL. All right. I think that's uh, that's about that time to go ahead and uh, take a tic-tac and bring it right back here. Uh, come on back here and join us on in just a few. Come on back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on and 
Jeez, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show Welcome to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, be sure to call in here at uh, 888-346-9144. That's our call-in number, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys to call in to, to uh, voiceamerica.com uh, from under the helmet. All right, we have uh, the lawyer from Des Bryant still owes, uh, says he still owes money, and uh, I... I I have no idea what this is other than that uh, uh, Des Bryant uh, um, over the weekend, a lawyer said that Dallas Cowboys wide receiver still owes more than 600000 and that a lawsuit is still pending. And uh, and uh, he said, claims that he have a handle on it and is done, Bryant told the AP during an, uh, that's an Associated Press during an appearance Saturday at a department store in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's a uh, it's in the past, and I, uh, I'm ready to go ahead from here. So, um, I think well, this uh, money that uh, money was uh, behind him is this is a situation that uh, he uh, allegedly uh, took some jewelry and uh, and personal uh, loans that were and. Uh, uh, before this is uh, things that occurred prior to him coming to the Dallas Cowboys, and, and the reason why he had to sit out out there in Oklahoma State when he before he came out to uh, the NFL. So these things still is haunting him, and he's going to have since he's now a uh, of course a famous pro NFL player and has the dough to to get this thing behind him. Uh, he should just do just that and put it behind him then. And uh come on man, let's get that thing done. This uh enough is enough, you know, that uh he's uh let this thing move uh, uh take him into this far into his uh early career. All right, we have a columnist that is uh his name is Tom McEwen and um the reason why I bring uh, bring this guy's uh name up, uh uh he passed away this uh past weekend and He's a, a journalist that I've, I've I've known for a long time out of out of Tampa, Florida, and uh, and he's with the Tribune, who uh, amazed more than tens of thousands of columns during his tenure and, and pushed hard to bring professional franchises to the city. Has died. He was uh, 88 years old. Uh, McEwen died early Sunday at his Davis Island uh, home, and uh, his son Rick Ewan said his father suffered from uh, numerous illnesses in recent years, including cancer and poor blood circulation that led to one of his legs being amputated a year ago. And uh, 
His sons credit McEwen with putting Tampa on the map in the sports world. McEwen's campaigns for professional franchises helped Tampa land the NFL's Buccaneers and the NFL's uh, Lightning. And uh, yes, you know McEwen, he was he's he's been a uh, he's been a tremendous force down there in Tampa Bay and uh, really helping these people really get uh, get the Tampa Bay on the map uh, as far as the NFL franchise is concerned. And and uh, he's done one heck of a job of doing that. And uh, and uh, rest in peace, my friend. You are on your way to the golden gates of heaven. You are, you've done your work and your uh, good day's work, Mr. McEwen, and I sure enjoyed you when I, when we were down in Tampa. Alright, big guy, that's good, uh, good, good, uh, good work and well done, sir, and, uh, wish you nothing but the best, you and your family. All right, the Bengals players uh, plan a workout this uh, coming up this weekend. Um, I don't know what's taking so long, but uh, they should have been doing this a long time ago because most teams get together back in um, in March and start their conditioning and then working out. And here it is, it's June, and it's time to get it going. And uh, uh, here it is, the Bengals offensive and defensive players will work out at uh, separate locations in Cincinnati this week. The first time they've gotten together as a unit during the NFL's lockout. And um, uh, Tackle Whitworth said he is whole offense, including the rookie quarterback. Uh, Mr. Dalton has been invited to work out starting Monday on the University of Cincinnati's practice fields. Whitworth, the team's uh, union rep, and helped, helped organize and get them together. And uh, good for him. And I'm glad he's taking the bull by the horns and getting these guys motivated and moving on to get this uh to get the guys on in there, so that's a good that's a good move. Hey, you know, it, better late than never. You know, it's it's uh, it's about time. All right, we have uh, McNabb. Does Donovan Donovan McNabb need a team? Um, where in the heck is Donovan McNabb going to go? Um, man, this young man is, uh, well, he's not a young one, man any longer, but uh, he has... Um, he is uh, now uh, uh, with the Redskins and signed a lucrative deal. And I'm assuming the reason why the Redskins did that move is to get something in return once he moves on, meaning a possible trade. So they're going to be looking for something in compensation, and uh, that's uh, what the uh, motivation is by the uh, Washington Redskins um Mr. Snyder. Mr. Snyder is a smart businessman. Now he he knows he's got to get something in return for this for this commodity. And uh, well, I tell you, I sure want to see him get that going for himself, so so I can see what team he lands on because this guy does not uh, deserve to be treated this way. He needs to go ahead and uh, go ahead and move on. And uh, I sure like to see him move on and, and and make a team like the Cardinals a very happy <laughs> a very happy ball club. So uh, this you know it'd be best for everybody involved because you have the head coach is not really a fond uh, fond of uh, of McNabb. And okay, let's see, let's see. Um, the Cardinals would like to have him, but they can't. They rate rate uh, Kevin Cole over him, and also Mr. K- uh, Kyle Orton, as they consider quarterback uh, options for the 2011 season. Uh, he would take Orton by wide margin. Based, this is Stephen from uh, uh, from uh, Allen, Texas, and. Uh, 
and he's uh, just making his claims that Kyle Orton is probably the best the best pick out there overall to uh, take, and then Kevin Cobb would be the number two guy, and uh, and uh, just just. Uh, Basically stating that Mr. Mr. McNabb has, has his best days are behind him, and uh, I don't think so. I think McNabb still has a lot of life left in that body as well as, as, as those legs. So uh, we're going to have to sit, wait and see for that one, okay? All right, let's move on. <clears throat> um, let's see. We have uh, Mr. Larry, Jerry Jones is one of the owners that uh, that uh, has been involved with the labor talks, and he's been trying to get these guys uh, uh, not in the courtroom, but uh, to have the talks um, outside of the courtroom. And that's a key thing that we want to talk about next when we come back from Under the Helmet here with Derek Kennard. Come on back. flagship station for sports voice america sports football and so much more is the focus of planet gridiron with damian anderson join the former arizona cardinals running back for a show that mixes well a little bit of everything damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and we'll talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and, of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. You 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. And as we uh, departed recently uh, at the last segment, I was mentioning Jerry Jones was among the owners, one of the owners involved with getting into, uh, into a uh, discussion with uh, uh, players' associations and uh, to to spearhead some discussions about getting this thing resolved and and uh, some of the issues that they're discussing is taking care of the former players and also uh, discussing on uh, uh, benefits that are beyond their playing days and and that's uh, something that has been trying they've been fighting for for a while now because of looking across the fence at at uh, other other in a uh, major league uh, sports, uh, uh, and they're taking a look at that and saying, "Hey, what the heck are we doing when we don't have anything in place?" Uh, but uh, these guys do, and uh, we're the greatest sport. So when I say we, I'm talking the NFL is the greatest sport of all, and they don't do not have. Uh, have anything in place for uh, former players and they're trying to get those things that uh, some of those things added so that way when they do uh get those things added to they can have uh have benefits uh, that's uh, equal or, uh, or comparable to um such as the major league baseball and uh, the the NBA uh, players associations and those two are very uh, strong strong uh, unions and uh, they do very well uh, beyond their playing days and that's what the NFL is looking for when they're talking about um, when you're talking about the NFL getting some of these things done uh, such as the uh, labor uh, CBA collective bargaining agreement so that is some of the issues that is that are at hand, and uh, they they like to get those things done way before the season can uh, get started, so that so that we can get this thing uh, uh, going and have a good product to put out there on the field, opposed to you know just slamming something together and trying to make it happen. That's going to be a tough tough sell for everyone involved uh, to just slam something together in a short period of time and get this thing done when 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 they have. They had way enough time to get this thing done. We're talking years and years they've had this opportunity, but the the owners have been uh, playing on ball time now for a number of years, and 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 then have not opened the books to the players. And this this will allow the players to get an opportunity to see what the heck has been going on all these years with with what's. Uh, uh, what we could have had and or should have had uh, happen in years years prior to. So this is uh, ongoing, and we should get something done here shortly. All right, here we have the uh, don't uh, the Cowboys. Uh, I want to talk about the Cowboys for for a minute, and the the, the, the Cowboys have. Uh, the numbers don't lie. When I say the numbers don't lie with the Cowboys, I'm 
I'm talking about the uh, Cowboys have a running. They don't have to run the ball because they have the weapons to get it done. And the Dallas Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett has said uh, continuously this offseason that running back Felix Jones will see a bigger workload in the uh, 2011 season and couple that with the Cowboys team owner Jerry Jones and uh, and Marion Barber. These guys have played. Uh, Play a lot lately in the NFL here with the Cowboys, and we can uh, uh, assume Felix Jones and 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 uh, and Tashar Choice will see even even more carries uh, combined for for this uh, this fall. So these guys have got a they got an arsenal of uh, uh, I mean three headed monster here with these running backs, and all three of them are excellent running backs. And they say the numbers don't lie when you look at all the numbers that they put together. The Cowboys passed for the the ball at 326 times, and as uh, opposed to 169 rushing attempts, and so they're talking about running the ball quite a bit in Dallas. And you know the uh, the Cowboys they did select a offensive lineman for out of USC. Uh, to add in the first round to get this thing started. Now, he's a little light in the pants, but uh, my man is going to – they said he's putting on the weight. I've been talking to my son. He's down in Southern Cal. He's been working out, and he's putting the weight on and uh, and uh, looking really good to, to – uh, to uh, feel right in at that starting spot out there, either at right tackle or left tackle. So this young man is going to do very well in the NFL. Uh, and boy, he's chiseled, too. And this young kid is chiseled like no other I've seen out there on the field. And uh, uh, Tyrone is going to do really well. All right, uh, speaking of the Trojans, we have USC Trojans. Um uh, won't officially be competing for the Pac-12 championship or BCS Bowl game this fall due to the NCAA sanctions that uh, render the the team ineligible for the postseason play. But the Trojans still are going to line up in 12 regular season games, motivated by pride in the past and future of the program, and in terms of talent on the field. They'll be expected to win almost every one of their games. Coach Lane Kiffin and his uh, staff picked uh, up right where Pete Carroll left off on the uh, on the recruiting front, signing consecutive top 10 recruiting classes and a total of 29 four- and five-star recruits in the past two seasons. One of the factors we use in our annual football outsiders preseason projections is recent recruiting success in USC's five-year ranking in that category is second only to Alabama's over the, that span. Now, Alabama, you know, is always in the hunt. And boy, I tell you, they sure put a put a uh, excellent product out of there on the field with the the, the Crimson Tide's always been been in the hunt lately. And I hear a lot from that from uh, Mark McMillan, uh, uh, another Voice America uh, 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 celebrity on the on this circuit here with uh, uh, Voice America. But I tell you, this uh, he's over there at hard hitting radio and doing very well. I must say. With Miss with the lovely Cameron Lewis and and Mr. Evans, so they're doing awesome. And uh, I tell you, 
Trojans has done it again with their recruits. They got the top tier players picked out of the handpicked uh, from all over the country to come in and fill in at all the, the the spots that need needed out there on the field. I know they have some weak spots out there with the offensive line, the defensive line, and uh, also the linebackers also have been have been selected as uh, some of the weak points uh, on their squad. So they the, with these new guys coming in, they're supposed to solidify that and also moving my son also back to the D-line where he belongs so he can go out there and get after that passer and, uh, and, and shake some things up out there. So, you know, it's time to start rattling some cages around here and get that thing uh, moving out there. All right, we had the Big Ten announces this title game plans, and, you know, the Big Ten is going to uh, uh, hold its title game plan. is is going to be held in Indianapolis, uh, and they're talking about permanent hosts of the Big Ten football championship game. The Big Ten's presidents and chancellors voted unanimously sun- Sunday to have the football championship in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium Field, 2012 through 2015. Lucas Oil already had been a selected host of the inaugural football title game on December 3rd. And in these indoor stadiums, the safe choice for the Big Ten. But to get its title game at the ground, uh, uh, off the ground properly, it may be the right choice. And uh, I'll tell you what, if that thing collapsed like it did last year, they're not going to have the title game there until they get something to, uh, the, uh, so that snow don't fall and caved in on the stadium and, and uh, run those guys back outside because they had a tremendous snowstorm that shut that stadium down this uh, late December and and if it's early December like it was this year, it wouldn't, won't be bad. And for the title game, it's going to be held in early December, uh, as they say now, as December 3rd. That uh, it shouldn't have any effects. But you never know with Mother Nature, and you can't fool with Mother Nature. She has her own mind, and she does her own thing. So uh, you never know how the snow and the weather gonna going to take place there. Okay, here with Bob Snoops, uh, Stoops with the Sooners. Uh, and uh, he's uh, Stoops here is and uh, is talking about his. Um, he's talking about his uh, his predecessor, uh, not his predecessor, his one of his rivals, um, Mr. Jim Trussell, uh, and uh, and he's. Uh, sharing his thoughts on what happened uh, uh, with him and among uh, uh, the ties that bind him. Uh, Trestle shared one of the tightest in, in sports with uh, legacies as successful big-time college football coaches and backgrounds heavy in tradition, rich in Youngtown, Ohio. That was uh, before Trestle resigned from Ohio State uh, last week. Stoops, uh, who said his is still holds Trestle in high regard, carries a unique perspective of preserving, persevering through his own quarterback scandal, uh, speaking with the Oklahoma. Uh, he credited his success to dealing with it, uh, 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 dealing with it 
head on, and uh, he can't follow a hundred players around. Stoops told the Oklahoma City newspaper that's just not uh, realistic and not going to happen. So at the end of the day, our players are very educated in what's allowed and what uh, what isn't. If something uh, isn't uh, appropriate, is uh, dealt with. Um, I like to think appropriately and in the right way, and that's it. And uh, it's been five years since the departure of Red Bomber from Oklahoma after one year during which he threw for 2,008 yards and led the uh, Sooners to an 8-4 season, according to the Oklahoma Stoops, said the decision regarding Bomber was quick and final, and uh, he's talking about his former quarterback. But, you know, this thing, this, this, this thing with uh, Stoops making his comments about uh, – but uh, Jim Trestle is uh, it is appropriate because uh, Trestle he can't it's unrealistic for he, for this young man to follow these young kids around 120 plus kids uh, that's on his roster to follow each and every one of them around uh, 24/7 365 it's uh, virtually impossible and I know he Trestle has a extended staff of of uh, 20 or more staff members in his office but you even divide those. 20 uh 20 plus uh staff members up and coaches and staff members up you you still don't have enough to follow those kids around uh 24 7 365 so you know this there's got to be some accountability towards those uh, uh uh student athletes and with that said you know if the if the NCAA would take care of these kids would we have this situation going on here today with uh, the scandals with the NCAA and the, the students constantly seeking more income uh, and and or uh, 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 students see his jersey in the in the student store for two fifty three hundred dollars and he can't even afford to buy his own jersey well more or less uh, take a night out on the town and go get something to eat with your girl it's a it's a tough deal so you know. We'll be right back after these messages and continue with that discussion. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work. 
to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Fit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1 888 346 9144 formerly of the Cardinals, and uh, where else did you land uh, uh, after you left the Cardinals, L.C.? Uh, I think when I left the Cardinals, I went immediately to the Redskins, and then after that went on to uh, Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. That's where you went. Man, I, I you know, I lost track of you after you left the Redskins, and I know you you, you kind of put on a show over there with the Redskins. You jumped up in the air, man, and just kind of hurt one of them dudes, and you've been, you've been known to jump over some Somebody with them with that leaping ability of yours, man. How you doing nowadays, man? Everything's wonderful. I can't complain a bit. Things are good. You know, future looks bright. Wonderful, and man. And just enjoying being retired from the NFL. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Well, listen, man. Um, what uh, what do you think about these the the NFL lockout and how they're going to get this thing wrapped up? You think they're going to get it done in the courtroom, or are they going to get it done with uh, being outside the courtroom with the players' association and and the owners? What are you what What are your thoughts on that, Larry? Larry? Well, well, you know, uh, obviously, being a former player, um, I think that I have a tendency to side more from a or look at it from more of a player's perspective. And uh, in this particular case, I would like to see both sides come together and work it out. But as a player, especially some young players, I know that it's going to be difficult, some difficult days ahead if they don't make some tough decisions and, and try to figure out a way to come to the middle, some middle ground with these owners and, and get this thing worked out. I think I can speak for you know, most of America and say, you know, we, we, we love our football here in America and we want to see it go on this year. Absolutely, man. They got to get this thing done, and uh, uh, I sure be glad when they do. But uh, right now, it, it looks like it's going to get ugly. But uh, do you think that they're going to come to some sort of resolution anytime soon? Um, I don't know about anytime soon. I think, Greg. I think the problem that we're we're facing here is that uh, if we don't come to a conclusion sometime soon, that we're going to have an abbreviated season. And uh, as you know, it's going to probably hinder the quality or affect the quality on some level, try to reduce the quality. And uh, we don't want to see our football change. I think we like the way it is right now, and, you know, it would be unfortunate. But I, I personally would like to see both sides sit down, you know, however it's done, come to some type of agreement where everybody gets a little bit of what they want, and we move forward with this thing, you know, and realize that, you know, nobody plays more of a part than the other necessarily. Right. Um, 
without the owners, there, there's no games, and without the players, there's no games. So, absolutely, you know, absolutely. You need, need to understand that and try to move forward and come up with some uh, some ways to, to, to balance the scales and get everybody taken care of. Well, you know, what are some of the major issues that you think that is uh, uh, clogging the arteries of this of this of this machine that we've uh, helped be a part of all these years? So, what's what's clogging the arteries of this thing? Well, I think there are several different things that are clogging the arteries. I think the the uh, division, obviously, of the type of the TV money has been a big issue. Um, I'm not as well as as up on the issue as probably most are, but uh, from from what I understand, uh, the uh, players want more for the retired players, which I'm in favor of. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, being a retired player, I think uh, for so long, for too long, uh, that the retired player has been neglected. And uh, you got a lot of guys out here with some bad stories where they're all banged up and, you know, can't move around and, and uh, that's unfortunate when you give so much blood, sweat, and tears to a game that you love, and then when uh, when you take the uniform off, that game has no uh, no love to give you back. Yeah, and you know that's unfortunate because I, I get guys from the NBA and Major League Baseball say, "Hey, man, turn to turn to uh, the NFL Network, man. You on, man? You 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 laying folks out out there, man." And I turn and I and I'm looking at that, and, and then I'm still on the phone with these guys, and and uh, they say, "Hey, man, do you guys get any any uh, uh, money come in to you guys for for them showing showing these uh, uh, these these uh, the past history of all the guys that played in the NFL?" Do you guys receive any revenue back from that? And I said, No, man, we don't. We don't get nothing for that. He said, Well, we do, Larry. Yes, that's was that is some of the some of the issues that are concerning the NFL and their lockout. And man, I sure hope they get this thing done. And um, and and I hope real soon. Now, with this Plexico Burris just getting released from prison, what are your thoughts on him and possibly being a cowboy in in, in the state of Texas where you're located at? Yeah, you know, um, in the state of Texas, he would he probably wouldn't have uh, received the type of time that he received in the state of New York. Um, New York has some stricter gun laws and and that type of thing, and they actually threw the book at him. From a Texas perspective, his uh, punishment absolutely did not fit the crime. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you don't ever want to condone somebody endangering the lives of innocent people by taking by being irresponsible and taking a a gun inside of a populated place. Right. But uh, you know, I'm not. I don't. I'm not trying to suggest that he shouldn't receive some type of punishment. But it definitely wouldn't have been a two-year sentence in the, in the state of Texas had uh, had the crime occurred here. Wow. You know, and then you know that Arizona has similar laws as Texas, and he wouldn't have gotten uh, gotten uh, uh, dinged so hard either here in Arizona. But you know, it is what it is. He. He's carrying a forty-five mag in the in the, uh, in the pants of a of a sweatpants in a nightclub after midnight, and man, you know what what is what is this train train of thought going into a nightclub after midnight with, with sweatpants on with, with one of those? Wait, just just look at this, man. This is a situation with a forty-five revolver. You know that's you got to know that that is a Clint Eastwood gun. That's a cannon. DK, I can't understand it, man. I don't see the logic in doing it. If he had somebody that he was scared of that he was trying to protect himself from, he should have hired a bodyguard or stayed at home. Sure. You know, th- there's really no excuse that I can think 
to uh, to do what he to what he did, and then to to add injury to insult, you go in and you shoot yourself in the leg. That's that's pretty bad deal there. Yeah, you know, uh, my only uh, thought about that was, is that he was trying to stop the gun from hitting the ground and falling through his pants leg, and uh, and I, I seriously think that he was trying to make trying to make a run to the store or something uh, late night with a friend and. Decided to make a stop along the way back home, you know, and uh, and that stop was a bad choice and a bad decision for him to make. But you know that, and it is what it is. He got he got uh, he got dinged with this pretty severely, and boy, he sure paid a costly price because this may have cost his career if he's able to get uh, get put back on to another team. Any other interest in, in, in Plexico? Uh, you you have any uh, thoughts about that? You know, I think you hit the nail right on the head, DK. You know, one bad decision can affect the rest of your life. To young kids listening to the radio broadcast tonight, hey, one decision, man, one bad, one wrong turn can land you in a, in a world of trouble. And, and that's what happened to him, basically. You know, the guy just made a bad call. We all make mistakes, but you don't want to make the mistakes that cost you for a lifetime. Oh, absolutely, man. Now, where's Lil LC at, man? Where is he? I'm on a, I'm a big fan of your son, and he, he he has some skills just like his daddy. Where is Lil LC at, man? Man, he's uh he's a freshman at SMU, Southern Methodist University, um, in Dallas, Texas. He's doing well. Uh, he's pieced up a lot, man. He's he's really enthusiastic about his game. He loves football. He's been around it. Uh, he was a, a baby when I was there with the Cardinals, and right. and uh, he was a, he was at every game and cheer me on, man. Like I said, he's raised around the game, so, you know, he doesn't know anything but football. That's awesome, man. Well, good luck to you and your family, man, and you tell everybody I said hello. I'll let little LC know this evening when I when I hit him on Tweet Tweet tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 I know you mentioned it on the show prior to now, but you have a son that's doing some good things out at USC. Well, yes, he is. Yes, 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 that's Devon J, man. Devon J is doing really well at USC. They just moved him back to defensive end. He got a he got a tall order to 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 put some weight on and and still go get that passer. So he's he's been moved around a bit, but he's gonna go get it done, man. That'll work, man. That'll work. That's wishing the best from uh, from the Sanders family. Hey, man. Thanks, man. You take care, man, and God bless you and and you and uh, Vanessa and the kids. Okay. Hey, God bless you, too. All right, man, peace. Oh. All right, that was Larry Sitters there joining us from uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, former Cardinal on the line with us uh, from Under the Helmet. And, uh, man, this, uh, this young man has a kid that is out at SMU and doing fairly well and uh, is going to be uh, showing up on the, on the big screen here soon. Uh, you just watch and see. All right, with that said, we're going to – be back next week here from Under the Helmet. Be sure, to, uh, be sure to tune in for next week with some exciting news next week. Come on back. for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Gennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from Under the Helmet.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.